Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi now. Right after the recorded part of this conversation, we continued to talk about confidence and why we think it is invaluable for each person to have. Our guest, Lindsay Gum, said there's a deficit of confidence out there, and I couldn't agree more. Her definition for confidence is being in a state of flow, which I thought was a pretty cool way to describe it. Well, hello, and let's welcome Lindsay Gum to the show. How wonderful it is to have you. Of course, we've had your husband on a couple times, and now it's your turn. Well, good morning. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Let's get to know you, Lindsay. Is there anything you want the listeners to know as we get started here? Um, you know, nothing particular. I think we'll just let it unfold as, okay, uh, I love as that. the show goes on. Yeah, I do love unfolding. <laughs> okay, three words you would use to describe yourself. Okay, I would say um, empathetic, active, and cheerful. Wow. You know, I really like, it's not really a, well, it is a question. It just, it starts to really paint a picture of who you are. And how you see yourself, which, you know, as I try these words on you, as you say them, I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and of course, so much more, but it, it's the beginning, which I, I like. So we, we start to get the picture. Two truths and a lie. I think you probably know this one quite well. Okay, so my two truths and a lie. So the first one, um, I practice aerial yoga. I ran a half marathon and I've been skydiving. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, geez. Well, first of all, these are all so very active. And that was the second word you used to describe yourself. So I guess <laughs> it's not a huge surprise that you would, your two truths and a lie would be around very active things. Practice aerial yoga. Is that is that like the silks kind of a thing, or is that different? Yeah, that's the the silks. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. And a half marathon. See, here's the problem. I can see you doing all of these. I can see you doing all of these. And okay, the half marathon. Okay, running. The other two have heights involved. So to me, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. So I actually, hmm, I think based on that, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the half marathon is the lie. You got it. You got oh it. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, that's I so- was actually, I was training for a half marathon and then I had an injury and wasn't able to, to actually do it, but I did train for the half marathon and I was pretty close to being ready to run it. So oh, it was almost goodness. a truth also. <laughs> oh gosh. Wow. And do you still run? I mean, is that still something you enjoy? I do, but I don't run the long distances like I used to. Um, I was doing it in college when I had a lot more free time, you know, running right. the long distances. It's very time consuming. So now I usually run only a few miles at a time. Yeah. Well, hey, I, that even that <laughs> I got, I got to give you a compliment because that it's running and I've never been friends. I mean, I, I, I don't mind running in a game, you know, run for the ball, that kind of thing, but to run, to run no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that doesn't get it. Okay. Tell us about aerial yoga. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's actually a new thing that I just started doing um, since we moved here to Hawaii. It's something I always wanted to try. And um, they have a lot of, they have a surprising number of studios here in Honolulu that uh, do aerial yoga. And um, it is a, so fun. I've been enjoying it so much. It's a great stretch. You can get into positions you can't do on the ground. Um, and also really fun to hang upside down and you can do some <laughs> tricks and stuff. I, I'm really loving it. Yeah. It, it seems like it would be, I'm mean, I, just thinking about it. It seems like it would require really good core and upper body strength because you're, you know, it seems like you're in some ways constantly pulling up, you're, you know, pulling up to get into certain positions. And how do they how yes. do they how do they do the safety feature of it all? Because when you watch people like professional or whatever, you're like, ah, you know the the way they kind of unwrap themselves and then they catch themselves. Yeah, so I mean, those ones are probably um, more acrobatic than what we do in our classes, but they have different levels. So, like for people okay. who are beginners, they teach more at like lower level things, um, and you know, it's surprising. Because the way that you learn to position yourself and wrap your wrap the silks around your body, it feels a lot safer than it looks when you're just seeing it happen. Wow. Um, but you learn to balance yourself. Yeah, it's great core strength, great up. I mean, it's great whole body strengthening, and it's great like for the spine for because you do a lot of hanging upside down, really good like lengthening and releasing compression on the spine. It's it's really awesome. I honestly <laughs> recommend it to anyone. It's very fun. Okay. I, I like that description. And it sounds like you were having a great time. And I love that you tried something <laughs> new. You're like, okay, let's yeah. try that. Let's try that. I, I really applaud that. And I think more of us should get out there and try things that we are, you know, intrigued by or kind of like, oh, I, you know, that might be fun to try. Go ahead and do it. Go do it. Oh, wait, skydiving. This is another, oh, this is the, the ultimate of height things. Okay, so tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I am actually a little bit fearful of heights. Um, <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it was freshman year of college, and it was finals week. And my, my friends all decided, wouldn't it be just a great idea that we would go skydiving during finals week freshman year? And I got peer pressured into doing it. Oh. And um, I am so glad that I did. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about confidence later, but um, <laughs> I um, I really feel like facing your fears is something that I um, that's really important to me, and not letting fear be something that holds you back. And so 
Um, I'm so grateful that I did it. It was an amazing experience. Um, and I'm grateful for the pressure that my friends placed on me to not let me back out. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm not ready to do it again anytime soon, but, um, I'm so glad that I did it. One and done. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the the positive peer pressure, that's an interesting part of it. So you didn't, you weren't angry or resentful that they, you know, in a really good way, they were like, come on, we we want you to do it. Come on. Yeah. Like in encouraging you not to like let fear hold you back, but more of like, versus like trying to get me to do something that was, you know, like, I mean, I guess it is kind of dangerous, but, um, you know, not, uh, it's maybe one of those things maybe like aerial yoga it's safer than it looks I don't know (laughs) hang on one second Lindsay I'm just I think my mic is kind of tweaking out on me here let me just okay that seems all right okay I think we're good I think we're good well I like that you did it I like that you feel good about the fact that you did it and that you're not necessarily ready to do it again because we don't have to keep doing things that we don't want to do yeah, yeah, it's a. It, I think it, it can be a once in a lifetime experience, and that's okay. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, tell us a, a favorite movie of yours. And again, we know that it, I say a favorite because we all have a lot that we love. Um, this question was actually the easiest one, well, one of the easiest ones for me because I have an all time favorite movie. Um, I I'm not a huge movie person, um, and um, but this movie which everyone knows, I'm sure, is The Princess Bride. And it's my top favorite movie of all time. I've seen it, I don't even know how, maybe a thousand times it's possible. Um, And uh, I can quote the entire movie. Um, I just find it, it's so comforting and soothing and funny and romantic and adventurous. I just, I think it's a perfect movie. Oh, there you go. It's got all the things you want in a movie. That's great. Exactly. It's a good classic. It's a classic. All right. And what a name a person that inspires you? Yeah. So um, I think the person that inspires me most um, is uh, a woman. Her name is uh, Tara Brock. She um, she's a psychologist and she's a meditation teacher. Um, she's written a couple books. Um, I've read one of her books, um, Radical Acceptance. I've read it multiple times. She's a person that, like, if I could write a book. I would have wanted to write this book that she already wrote. Wow. Um, It's beautiful. I recommend it um, to literally any person. Um, And she's definitely someone that I, when I think about um, what I, what kind of legacy I would want to leave in the world, the legacy that she has left um, with her practice, um, with her, um, with her work and with her um, writings is, it's really lovely. So Tara Brock, look her up. Radical that's Acceptance. A, Everyone should read it. That's a great compliment. That's really a great compliment. And uh, I, you know, the name of the book is very intriguing. Kind of, you know, it makes you, you know, makes you want to understand where she's coming from with that. Well, that is that is a new person for us, and I appreciate that. And what about a piece of wisdom you keep handy? Um, I think. I was thinking about this a lot. This one was kind of hard for me because I think, gosh, there's so much, um, so much wisdom that we can acquire in our life. But this is the one that I think maybe is sticking out for me at this moment in my life more than others is that we and life are constantly changing. Mm. So um, 
I think that being able to kind of let that knowledge sink in is so helpful in so many ways. You know, if you're going through a time that's really challenging, knowing that this is temporary, that, mm-hmm. that there's an impermanence to that. Um, but then also when you're in a time that's really good um, and things are going really well, not trying to hold on to that so tightly and knowing that that is also a season of life, um, that that people can change, that we can change if we're feeling stuck. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of the wisdom that's been resonating with me in my life right now. Well, I, yeah, that, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we talk a lot about, well, not a lot. We talk about the ING of things, you know, where growing, processing, feeling, and, and, and just by virtue of definition, the ING of things is, is partly what you're talking about. That, yeah, there isn't, we don't just arrive and then we're done. I mean, there's, you know, like you say, different seasons, there's, there's pain, there's, there's, uh, you know, bliss and joy and, and all those things and, and to, you know, appreciate them for what they are. Cause I, I sort of feel like we need both sides. I mean, we would never sign up for the hard parts, right? <laughs> it just, like, no. I'll pass. Not voluntarily, right? <laughs> yeah, not voluntarily. And yet we know they're going to happen. And and somehow they do make the joyous times sweeter. And I, I just think that's sort of the nature of this life. Well, I like that. We are constantly changing. That's a very, very good reminder. All right. Now it's time for our deep dive. And we are in a series on confidence, which is something that I think uh, you know, a lot of us need a little more of, especially within ourselves and not not waiting or thinking that we have to grab it from somebody else, like uh, external sort of affirmation, but within ourselves. So first, let's, let's do this. How would you define confidence? How would you define it? Yeah, when I was thinking about this, I was really thinking, because um, confidence, I feel like kind of does feel like something that's hard to define, hard to know. And and part of me was thinking about, well, I know what it feels like to not feel confident. So how do I kind of uh, like, what's the reverse of that uh, so that I could try to try to put into words. But the thing that kept coming back to me is like a feeling of flow. Like you're, you're where you're supposed to be. Like when I feel the most confident, I'm doing something I love um, and that I'm good at that like feeling yes. of just like things are falling into place. Like I'm, I'm where I need to be. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I was, how I was thinking about it. No, I, I think that that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, 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 I'm really liking this question, these questions, because everybody looks at it a little bit different. And yet we all seem to arrive at a place of, of knowing, you know, hearing your definitions, like, yeah, yeah, that, that definitely is what it is. Um, so you answer the question when you feel the most confident is doing something you love, something you're good at. So the reverse of that, um, when would you feel the least confident? Would that just be the opposite of that? Yeah, I think I feel the, so I think it was easier for me to think about when I feel the least confident and maybe that's part of the issue with how we need to develop more confidence because it's easier, (laughs) easier to connect with that feeling of not feeling confident, but yeah, when I feel like, when I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, I'm feeling like lost or confused. Um, when I'm struggling to to do something, I think um, 
And the other piece I was thinking about when feeling confident, and I think it kind of ties in with some things that I we talked about earlier, just talking a little about myself, was that um, facing a challenge, being willing to confront a face of challenge and not run away from it, that was another way that I kind of connected with that feeling of confidence. Um, and then the opposite of that being that um, not being willing to face something, to push things away that I don't want to. When I'm in those moments, I feel the least confident when I'm like right. living in that place of fear, um, anxiety, rather than uh, accepting that and then embracing it and and going towards something head on, even if I'm not good at it. But that willingness to to go for it anyway gives me that feeling of confidence. Yes, to go for it anyway. And that kind of leads us into uh, another thing that we, um, you know, sort of you were talking about a little bit, doing it scared. That's one way to put it, right? Doing it anyway, doing it anyway. Um, and that is, do you do you think there's a difference between being confident and feeling confident? So being and feeling, I, I just, I find those distinctions kind of fascinating. I mean, is there a difference? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, I I think for me, there's a difference because the the being confident comes into place when I don't feel confident. Um, so in those times where I, I, I don't have that, oh, it's not easy, it's flow, these are my skills, and I'm using them, like I'm, I am, a, I'm, this is natural for me. Um, I, I feel confident, so I don't have to be confident. But in those times where I'm, you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing, you know, I think about, like when you change jobs. So um, you're in a new job, you're in a new position, maybe in a new organization. And this has happened to me a number of times where I don't know, I don't know the people, I don't know the processes. Um, you know, I'm not familiar with the way this system works. Um, I don't feel confident, maybe in contrast to where I, a job that I knew and that I had an understanding of, I, I was feeling confident but I have to be confident in those settings. I have to bring my confidence, even though I'm in that place of uncertainty, or I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I still have to face that. I need to figure it out until I get that, until the feeling of confidence comes with me. <laughs> wow. That's so, it's such an interesting way to look at. And, and this is why I, I, you know, chose this question because there, there does seem to be a little bit of a distinction and, you know, the way that you are, talking about being confident and then doing the thing and then like, oh yes, I'm I'm now I, I'm feeling confident. So the being comes first, then the feeling in your in the way you're the way you're describing this. Yeah, it's like the being confident feels more like a choice, whereas feeling confident feels like that's um more natural to me. Like, oh I, I didn't even realize I was being confident because I just felt that way. Whereas I'm like, okay, I'm going to be confident in this scenario. I'm going to go for it, even though I, I don't know what I'm doing or I'm not sure of myself. Oh my gosh. I just love that. That is just so, all these kinds of things just really, I, I find so fascinating. And I I'll clearly enjoy having these conversations or I wouldn't be here having this conversation. Um, yeah, that's really great. Now, who would you say, is somebody we would all know who is the picture of confidence to you? 
It's a good question. Yeah, no, I think, um, I, I like my initial instinct was, um, like Barack and Michelle Obama, okay. um, just very, um, poised, um, well-spoken, um, both taking on really like large leadership positions, um, within the world, with our country. Um, but both of them have this air of like, I am doing what I always wanted to do. I'm, I'm in this place of like, like I'm almost like living into like my calling almost. I, you know, Mm -hmm. not necessarily that, but like, but I know where I'm supposed to be and I'm, and I'm doing it. Both of them have that kind of that, uh, yeah, that surety. Ooh, it seems gosh. easy for them. Right. Gosh, it's so good. So good. Would you say that you're living into your calling? This is this is completely uh, you know, I don't want to say it's off topic, it's totally on topic, but I I I think that's such a, a great phrase, um, uh, the way you're describing that for them. How about for you? Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's a great question. I so I feel like my answer is mixed yes and no. So um, uh, in some ways, yes. So um, I work as a social worker and um, I, when I'm doing my social work role, um, I feel like I'm in that flow state. I feel that confidence, that ease, that like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I recently transitioned um, to a new job. So that's probably why a lot of this is kind of fresh on my mind where I've actually felt like this job that I have um, is not my calling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not um, what I love to do. Um, it's not using the skills that I have um, to to their fullest. Um, it, it's felt kind of, um, it's been really hard. It's been a really hard transition for me, um, in that way. And so I, I feel like I, like being a social worker, I think is a part of my calling. Um, but right now I'm, I'm not, I'm only using a portion of that piece of myself in my day-to-day, um, work and life. And so, um, uh, so I think that has impacted my confidence. Um, mm, interesting. and I'm having to, or that my natural state of confidence where I come in and I'm like, I, I like, I know what I'm doing. I feel good about what I'm doing. I, this is my skills are being utilized. I'm in that flow state. I'm kind of not in that state. So, um, so, so yeah, so it's been a challenge for me to come from very recently feeling in that flow every day. Um, now not feeling in that um, has been the, the contrast has helped me to have clarity and to know more about, you know, what I want to do to get back to that place. Um, and to know that, that the thing I was doing before was more of my calling where this isn't. So it's, it, it, I think it's, I've been used it as a way to bring clarity in my life, but, um, but yeah, it's been hard not, not feeling like I'm doing the thing that I love to do. Right. Right. I and the fact that you tied that to confidence, I thought was was pretty profound. The 
that it has impacted your confidence because you're not really in the flow state. You're not living at your calling the way you feel, like you say, the skill set, the experience, your your heart, your passion, the thing that 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 you want to do and that you're good at doing and you've learned how to do and brings you joy and fulfillment and, and challenges, of course, but um how it has affected your confidence and and it's it's kind of like your life is speaking to you right it's 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 telling you something yeah yeah and i um and i am trying to use that as an opportunity to uh to to listen to that to say okay so so rather than focusing on how gosh like i i'm not I'm not in that flow. I'm not in the place I want to be rather than focusing on that piece, trying to listen like, okay, what does, what is this time period of my life teaching me? What can I gain from this? What can I learn from it? And also knowing that back to that kind of wisdom that I was, that I've been holding on to right now is that, that this is impermanent, that lives are changing, jobs are changing, and I'm changing in the midst of this. And um, and having this be a time of, of learning, um, even outside of that positive, confident right, uh, right. feeling that I'm used to having. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think it is very wise of you to sort of take that assessment and look at it all and realize, okay, I'm here. I'm in this thing. It's not, it's not exactly you know, my flow state, but I am going to use this timing and, you know, use it in a positive sense to, to figure out, you know, what the next steps might be, or what is your life teaching you right now? I think that that is such a fabulous way of looking at some of the impermanent things that we go through, the transitional things we go through to, you know, really like, what, yeah, what am I, what am I learning right now? So it's a building block, I think, in a way. I, I mean, how many of us really from after college on are just in the zone, the whole rest of I mean, it just it doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that we have these periods in our lives where um, we we feel like we're we're in the right space at the right time, this kind of like um these things are, you know, it's like, oh, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And then we're in times where we're like, okay, whoa, I, I've deviated from this a little bit. Something's changing. Um, and what I'm trying not to do is try to rush back to like, oh, let me just get right back to where I was before um, to say, like, not that I won't get back to that state, but, right. but okay, but this period is also a time of my life. And what am I learning here? How can I uh, how can I grow and learn? Um, or how can I develop my confidence outside of this other thing that I was doing? Whereas um, in what other ways can I um, get into a state of flow? What other aspects of myself can I can I find that ease, that confidence, that passion? Um, and maybe that's part of what my my lesson is for this time of my life. Right, right. I I really appreciate that you're so aware of of where you are right now in your life and you are really being intentional and in looking at it all and 
like you say, not rushing to get back to the bliss of it all or the, 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 uh, what, what did you call it? A state of flow. I like that. (laughs) A state of flow. You are, you are being so very patient. Well, some days better than others. So (laughs) (laughs) that's so true. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that you feel like, um, that we didn't get to? Um, yeah, I don't think so. You know, I really, um, I really enjoyed, um, this exercise and even thinking about it, even when I was like, first thinking about these questions, I was like, I was like, Oh, the, like, what does it mean to feel confident? I think it's not something that I have really, you know, like meditated on or pondered, I think, because it's like, Oh, when you feel it, you feel it. Or when you don't, you don't. But one thing I was thinking about is things that kind of block our ability to be confident, things that kind of get in the way of that. And I think one of the things for me that has done that is um, negative self-talk. And I think that's something that's very pervasive. Most of us have kind of a negative voice that that we hear in our heads a lot. Um, And I think that's the thing that... um, that blocks you from getting into that state or blocks you from feeling confident or being able to be confident so that you can right. feel, so right. you can feel that yes. oh, it keeps is... you from taking that step. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you, how do you kind of get yourself out of the negative self-talk? Yeah, I think um, the first thing that I've had to do is um, pay attention to it and know that it's there. Um, I think for me and maybe other listeners can relate to this is we kind of have this internal dialogue in our minds that's running in the background and, um, we don't even know that it's there. Um, and so something that I, um, do, and, um, I also recommend to all people, um, is do having like a meditative practice or like a quiet practice of like sitting in quiet without like music or TV or some other type of like content. Cause when you do that, when you stop, when you listen, that's when you have the opportunity to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once you hear it, then you can start working on uh, combating it or evaluating it or, or examining that voice. And that has, and, and starting there has been so helpful for me. So mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, maybe thinking like, like, oh, like my job, you know, I don't like it. I wish, I wish I wasn't here. I have to get a new one. Like, why did I make this choice? This is my fault. I chose this for myself. You know, I, I you know, whatever is my, uh, you know, um, you had this, but then you, you let it go. You, you know, whatever the, the voice that's um, telling me that I've done something wrong. If I hear that, then I can kind of take a step back and be like, well, maybe it's possible I didn't know that it was going to be this way, or I couldn't have known what skills it was going to utilize until I was in the moment. Or, gosh, you know, being in this situation has really showed me how much I love doing this other type of work. And so now I have real clarity on that. So being able to um, examine those thoughts and really evaluate are they true? What is also true? Um, here has been hugely helpful for me. 
Yes, that is so fantastic. I really like that. Yeah, you just you, yeah, you have to be aware of it, and you you can't. It's hard to hear it if you don't quiet everything else around you. And then really, like, what is it saying? Don't you feel like it's a damning voice? I mean, no matter what it says to you, it's it's a damning kind of a voice. It's not. It's never positive and uplifting. It's it's always just kind of putting you down, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really common for us to have that, that the negative voice being very loud and, and having it be negatively directed at us. Like it's our fault. We did something wrong. We deserve it, whatever the case may be, but it's, it's all, it has a really strong, uh, it really has a strong presence there. Um, and it's often a voice towards us that we would never direct towards someone else, yes. you know? Yes. So, um, you know, That's I, so I said, yeah, that even, you know, I, the, one of the words I used to describe myself as empathetic. And I think that's very true. So empathetic towards other people. Um, but towards myself, um, not always so much. And so kind of tuning into that and saying like, you know, Rochelle, if you came to me talking to me about a struggle that you're having with, work or family or friends or, or life and anything, you know, I would never be like, gosh, Rochelle, it's probably your fault. Um, you <laughs> probably deserve it. Um, you know, so this suffering it's on you. So <laughs> you're just going to have to live with that now. Of course, you know, I would never, right. I would never I say that, yes. but that's might be what I would say to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is such an excellent point that we are so much harder on ourselves you know, mm-hmm. then we would ever be like on a loved one, we would be encouraging and, and understanding and, and all of that. And yeah, why aren't we more that way with us? Incredible food for thought, Lindsay, you just you have blown my mind, you've, you know, rocked my world, whatever little thing <laughs> you want to put on it, so much to really look at and listen to and sit in, I want to just sit in and let all this goodness watch up wash over me because it's um it's really you know some very excellent points some very important points that really can help us all myself included and you know that's one of the beautiful things about this this platform um having conversations with people i i walk away with something if not more than one something many somethings that i can roll right into my own life and that very inspiring very inspiring well, thank you for being my inspiration today well thank you so much you know it's something my one of my favorite things about my work as a social worker is i always feel like that with every person that i meet there's always we have different conversations about their life and things. And I always can take away that thing of like, wow, I I really learned something from them and their life story. And so I love that you're doing that with this podcast is hearing from other people, their perspectives, Mm -hmm. their thoughts. It's just, it's so personally enriching to be a part of that. And, um, and I think to other people too, it's really, it's a gift. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Also, thank you. It's, and it is my pleasure. And this has been a wonderful conversation, Lindsay. Thank you so much. Very grateful to have you on the show today. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me.
And why are we so much harder on ourselves than we are on anyone else? Lindsay walked us through how she challenges the negative self-talk that is all too easy for us to listen to. If we do, it, it only erodes our belief in ourselves. She takes quiet time, becomes aware of the voice, and then examines what it is saying. In this way, she can compare it to what actually is true, to what is a worthwhile practice and one we can all do. It can only help us with our own confidence. And now a closing prayer. God, why don't we believe in ourselves the way that you do? We want to have confidence in who we are to live into our calling and to minimize the self-doubt. We know that's not from you. May we begin to see ourselves the way you do. Amen. Minimize the self-doubt so you can be in the state of flow. Be unabashed. Be you.